0: chapter 3, I want you to uh, rest your eyes on verses 4 through 6. Are you there? Amen. Yet there shall be space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. Then Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Then Joshua spoke to the priest, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant and cross over Before the people, Amen. I'm going to ask you to move that fan back. Just let's pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you and we bless you for you're going to uh, speak to our hearts today. In Christ's name, we pray, Amen. Oh, my soul and all that is within me, praise His holy name. As much as human beings are the same as it relates to what makes us human, even though we are all different shades of a magnificent substance God created called dirt, somebody say amen. Amen. It is human nature to want to be different. We want to stand out. Most of us would rather be thought of as special as opposed to simply ordinary. That's why we communicate so much by way of Snapchat and some of these other social media platforms. We want people to notice us, and it, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a part of who God has made us. This helps us to understand why a billionaire like Jeff Bezos or Bezos would pay $5.5 billion to be in what he's calling space for four minutes, $5.5 billion. Now, there's good news for the rest of us that might want to take that four-minute opportunity to be in space, the price has decreased to $2.8 million. So uh, if, if you'd like to get on one of his manufactured spaceships, you can just show up with that's, that's, that small amount of $2.8 million. Five people paid $250,000 to board a miniature experimental submarine to travel 13,000 feet to the, to the, the very surface of the ocean in a vessel that required two, it, that, that it took 2.5 hours for this experimental submarine called the Titan to reach where the sunken ship, the Titanic, is entombed. Notice I say it's entombed. It's a burial site. Something creepy about that to me. 1,500 people lost their lives on the maiden voyage of the Titanic. For the same reason, five people lost their lives on the Titan, the submergible submarine. Everybody told the designer, it's unsafe. He said, those who abide by the rules don't get remembered. It's those who break the rules. Okay, we remember you. The captain of the Titanic was told multiple times, icebergs, on a night where the moon was not shining where there was, it was overcast, and so you couldn't see the moon, and therefore it's pitch black. And instead of slowing down the Titanic that was dubbed the ship that even God couldn't sink, the captain instructed those who were determining the speed of the boat to maximize the speed. And so when the Titanic crashed into the iceberg, it was going at its highest possible speed, even though... The captain was told and, and and warned more than seven times. Why would five people board a, a, a an experimental submarine where you literally couldn't even stand up? You sat with your legs crossed. It was only one bathroom, and the guy controlled it with a PlayStation. Wow. Wow. Uh, Controller, yeah, 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 they're, they're, they're by itself. What are you steering this thing with? PlayStation controller, okay. Have a nice day. The $2, $250,000 would have also been a deterrent. But why would I want to visit a place where people are in Well, they wanted to be different. They wanted people to be able to say, they did something that no one else did. And while there's nothing wrong with being different, God is not against that. in fact, if you're going to ever grow and become everything that Christ wants you to be, because it, it's so easy for us to become religious and, and, and learn all the, uh, uh, the, 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 the proper Christian needs where we have a form of godliness but we deny the power thereof we we look like we walking with the lord but inside we might as well not have come to church because we have not made that connection there that that communion is is, is not activated Nothing wrong with being different, as long as we understand that being different from the Lord's perspective means that we are being conformed, being made like, being transformed into the very image and likeness of Jesus Christ. In fact, being different doesn't mean you have to get a new tattoo or piercing. And that's so interesting—we do it. The question, why do we do these things? Sometimes we say we want to be, and we get, get it at different places and all that makes us different. We should, nothing wrong with that. But the question we always need to be asking is why, is why. Why do we think that this will make us different? Well, today, as we embark upon this new series entitled Bridging the Gap, the gap has to do with the 100,000. Now, God wants us to do something different, and, and, and this different thing, and terms of moving towards his call for New Direction Bible Fellowship Church is not different. This is not new. And and we go back in the time when the children of Israel who had been delivered out of bondage, 400 years of bondage in Egypt, are now making their way to a land that God had promised Abraham. We find these words recorded in verse 4 of chapter 3, you have not passed this way. Uh, actually, I want to read the, the verse again, where it says, uh, uh, in, in verse 4, where it says, um, the, the scripture says, and I, I, I need to put these glasses on, but I'm going to, to declare the name of Jesus over this. <laughs> yet ye shall be, be, yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that is the Ark of the Covenant, that symbolize the presence of God, that you may know the way by which you must go. Here it is. For you have not passed this way before. This is different. What we're about to embark on for these next 30 days, July 31st, this is different. We've not been this way before. But if God is directing us, we will get to where we need to go. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, how many of you know that you can be, be promised land? You can actually, the land, you got the deeds to the land, but it doesn't necessarily mean that what, what is promised to you that you will ever possess it. God made a promise to Abraham 440 years before we get to Joshua chapter 3. He told Abraham that I'm going to bless your seed with land. Abraham never realized the full benefit of that promise, but that promise was passed from Abraham to Isaac, from Isaac to Jacob, from Jacob to Moses, from Moses to Joshua. And so here we are, 440 years later. Actually, it's longer than that because it's, it's 480 years because Moses led them for 40 years and he died. And then Joshua had to lead a new generation, an additional 40 years, because they had the promise of the land. They could see the land. They could smell the land. They could go to Middletown and walk around the property, but they never possessed the property. Right, right, right. How was it possible for them to have the promise of the land, the deeds of the land, but never possess it. Let me share with you from Numbers chapter 13. You can write this down, beginning in verse 31, verse 33. But the men who had gone up with him, that is, Caleb and Joshua, said, we cannot attack those people. They are stronger than we, and they and they spare among, and they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that they had explored, the land that God had promised. They were giving a bad report because there was a one hundred thousand dollar gap called, called Nephilim, called Canaanites and Pezrites. All the people we saw were great in size. We saw the, ne- the giants, the Nephilim, the, the descendants from, 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 from which uh, 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 Goliath came from. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we look the same to them. How can you have possession of the land but never enter into the land? Well, just like they never entered into the land. Fear of what they saw was more important to them than what God said. God said, I am giving you the land. The land is already yours. But what they saw, (laughs) $100,000. They're giants in the land. They devour those who inhabit the land. We are like grasshoppers. We are are so weak in comparison to them. There is no way. They were looking at the obstacles rather than looking at the God who has power over every obstacle. Now, when the people heard the leaders, there were 12 spies that went to Jericho to spy out the land. When they heard the 10, the majority report that was negative, we see in Numbers chapter 14 how they responded. I'm not going to read those verses. But what they did, they cried all night. I mean, we've been waiting two and a half years. you. going to be in that property, by now I don't see nothing built. We ought to be having church, and and what's going on? What what, what what what's wrong with Moses? They cried all night, and they complained, and they said, God, we could have died in Egypt. Why did you bring us out here? What's interesting about the people who were complaining? Well, this is, again, this is Moses, this is the generation of Moses that had seen the ten miraculous plagues that God brought upon the Egyptians, including the parting of the Red Sea. But yet they feared what they saw, and so as they are complaining and crying, they said, "You know who did this? It's the pastor and his assistant pastor, Aaron and Moses." And don't forget the the, the godly leadership. Let's go get Caleb, too. So they decided that they're going to pick up stones. They're not just going to fire the pastor. They're going to kill the pastor, the assistant pastor, and the godly leaders. And the Bible says that God appeared as Moses and Aaron fell to their faces and prayed for the people, promised the land, but because of fear and unbelief, they're complaining and they're crying, and now they want to kill. And God says, Moses, stand back. I'm going to devour. I'm going to wipe out every one of them, and I will create for you a whole new church, a whole new congregation. And Moses said, then what will people say about your name? What will people say about your promise? And then the Lord said, I'm not going to kill them because of intercessory prayer. How many of you know that it matters when people pray for you? Aren't you glad somebody prayed for you? When we were crying and complaining and blaming everybody, somebody went before the Lord on your behalf. Moses and Aaron, who were about to be stoned, stretched out before God. But God says, understand this, Moses. Because of their unbelief, Because of their refusal to bridge the gap, none of this generation, not one except for Caleb and Joshua, will enter into the land. They will die in the wilderness. And for 40 years, they drove by their property, but they never possessed the property. You can have what God has promised, but never enjoy it. But this is different. Somebody say, this is different. Hallelujah. Now, what does different, what doesn't different mean? I'm going to share three things. What difference doesn't mean? In Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 6, when we hear the word different, Often our first response to different, it means change. And none of us like change. We like to know where our seat is. We like to know what the temperature in the church is going to be. We need to make sure that we don't have to walk too far from our parking spot. I mean, what we want things. Here's the thing. I want us to be the kind of church that comes to church not knowing what God is going to do. I want God to be able to break out anytime that he wants to. Somebody said, God is not a gentleman. Saul walked into the camp intending to curse David. He walked into the camp of the prophets, and the next thing you know, Saul was on his face prophesying. Next thing you know, Saul had all of his clothes on. God is not a gentleman. He don't care about your makeup. He don't care about your nail job. He don't care how much you pay for what you wear. When the Spirit of the Lord has His way, there, the Bible "Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty." So, God, if you want to do a new thing today, I'm waiting for the time for somebody to run up here and just fall and prostrate themselves before God. That's what God will do when we allow him to have his way. Now I know why this watch goes crazy. I beat it up. What this what this difference, what difference doesn't mean? I want to share some things about that. We need to understand that difference doesn't mean, God's difference doesn't mean that he will ever ask you to do anything that violates what he already said in his word. God is not going to tell you to use your rent money to give it to the church. God is not going to tell you that Pastor know, you know you got that credit card. That's the fourth member of the Trinity, (laughs) no. God is not going to tell you anything to do that's different if it violates his word. God didn't say it. Here's what uh, I I, I love, what what the prophet uh, said in, in Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and it will not happen. Or has he spoken, and will he not make good? God will never lie. He will never go against his word. So the first thing that difference doesn't mean is that God will never ask you to do something that you can't find in his word. God never said that it is not good that man should sleep alone. He said it's not good that man should be alone. That's a line that a brother shared with a sister. God told me to tell you that it is not good that man should sleep alone. Listen to the promise that God made to Joshua in, in, in chapter 1, verse 2b and 3. It says, Arise and go over the Jordan, you and all the people. To the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel, every place where the soles of your foot will tread upon, I have given it to you. The Lord said, as I said to Moses, and what's interesting, the Lord said, I'm giving it to you, future tense, and he says, I've already gave it to you. That's prophetic present. That means what God said he did in his mind is done. It just hasn't been manifested yet. We get all messed up because we, the, we want to see the promise. But sometimes the promise is just not manifested. You can claim it because God said it, and if God said it, it's already done. Somebody say amen. I know I'm preaching. I know I'm preaching. Oh, we're talking a little bit about money. That's all right. You can still praise the Lord. The promise that... God made to Joshua, as I said, it was 480 years in the micro not in the microwave, but what's the pressure cooker? It, it, been, it, it was delayed, the crock pot. But God's delay is not a no. God's delay is not that he violated what he promised. The timing for everything, there's a time and there's a season. And so what Moses never saw what Abraham, and Joshua, what, what Abraham and Isaac and Jacob never saw, Joshua was getting ready to walk into. God will never go back on his promise. I believe that God promised when we started praying about property, he gave us Middletown. That's ours. It, somebody say, it's already done. And so God, the first thing that different doesn't mean is that God will violate his word to get something from you. A second thing that it doesn't mean is God's character will change. Uh, God's character never changes, but the characters he chooses to use can and does change according to his will. The Bible says that God is the same Yesterday, today, and forever. That means what God is like. That means His perfections, His attributes. God never changes in His essential being. He, you can always count on God being God. Yeah. We now, 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 you know how we is. The Bible says there is no variation or changing with him. There's no shadow of any reason to doubt that God will ever stop being righteous, that he will ever stop being holy, that God will ever go against, I will be with you always, even to the end of the earth. So God never changes in his character, but he does change the characters that he uses. Uh, 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 We see that, the Bible says, in... in, uh, After Moses, his servant, had died, God said, I'm going to use another character. My promise is still true. But Moses is not going to be the the character, the person. How many of you know that God don't need us? He doesn't need any of us. That's why it's a privilege to serve. The Bible says, you did not choose me, but I have chosen you that you may bear fruit and fruit that remains. And then he said, if you bear fruit because I called you and you understand it's a blessing to serve, it's a blessing to give, he said, then you can ask whatever you will to my father in my name. Then we get the, the condition right, you got to bear some fruit. He said, then you can ask and it will be done. God changes characters. He said, Moses, my servant, God doesn't need Pastor Benjamin. He can switch, he can put whoever he wants behind this pulpit. I'm sorry to disappoint you. He can replace you, and the church will go on because Jesus said, Peter, upon this kind of faith, I will build my church in the very gates of hell. The pandemic shall not prevail against it. Atheism shall not prevail against it. Transgenderism will not prevail against it. God doesn't use a, he doesn't change, but the characters that he uses can and will to accomplish his will. God's differences does not mean that what we are asked, what he's asking for us will be easy. He was asking, he said, get up, Joshua. You've been following you've been, you've been Moses' potential successor for 40 years. You've been his hand a servant. Now I'm replacing Moses with you. And here's what I want you to do. Gather the people. Mobilize them to cross the Jordan. He didn't say go around it. He didn't say get in some boat. He didn't say call Uber. He said go across the Jordan, which was 9,550 feet deep. At its lowest point, the Jordan is 50 feet. He, He was asking Joshua to have the people to do what was humanly impossible. When God wants us to do something different, it won't be easy. If it's easy, it ain't God. It's not God. Our problem is we want comfort. We want convenience. We want this thing to line up. So that it doesn't interfere with our schedule. How many know God don't care about your schedule? All he got to do is touch your heart and get it out of rhythm. And you'll see when you're on your backside in the hospital for seven days. God's different. Doesn't mean, man, since we decided to do this, Brother Tim is in the hospital. Uh, I I can tell you all the different, all kinds of hell is breaking loose. Don't you, under? when you get on God's side, when you get serious about serving the Lord, you can expect the devil's attack. The reason Satan hasn't been bothering you is because you've been on the wrong side of the street. You haven't been in the center of the will of God. Jesus said, Wow, you are in the world. Last I know, we're in the world, ain't we? Yeah. You will have, somebody say, I will have, I will have. Trials. trials and tribulations. But be of good courage. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Cross the Jordan. Now, what's deep about the Jordan is that the Red Sea is even deeper than the Jordan. It's like 13,000, I forget exactly what the numbers are, but Joshua knew that if God did it before, (laughs) he can do it again. God's differences doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Getting $100,000 ain't going to be easy. I can't write that check. I'm already gray, trust me. I understand why pastors age. Building programs is hard. Amen. I thank God that Elder Warren Gray had kept me clean. These brothers, hell, they've been in the plumbing. they didn't done, done the hard work. They've been in the plumbing and all that. We didn't even smell the sewage on them, but man, <laughs> now I got to make it work. <laughs> it's not easy crossing the Jordan, it's not going to be easy getting to Middletown, but when we get there, hallelujah. Somebody said amen. I heard the left side, but I don't know about this right side. God's differences will not always agree with human logic. Again, as I said, who crosses the Jordan River? We go to visit Israel to see the Jordan River. We ain't trying to cross it. But God said to get to what I got for you, you're going to have to cross some Jordan rivers. There are going to be some challenges in front of you. There are going to be some mountains that need to be moved. But thank thee to God, what is impossible for us is possible for God. Because God said, somebody said it too, if I have the faith... The size of a mustard seed don't have to be great faith. I don't know where your faith is, but when these folk keep sending me "I love you" emojis and their hands up emojis, it word wrecks my faith. But all I need is a little faith, cause God says, "I will remove yeah. Yeah. that bridge that's causing a gap. Yeah. You will cross over." Now, what does God difference mean? I told you what it doesn't mean. What does it mean? What does it require for us to move to where God is calling us to move? The first thing is that you must follow ordained leadership. You must follow God's leader. You can't have multiple visions. It has to be a singular vision for the house. Anything more than one vision is division. And so the the pastor is the visionary of the house. And so watch this. Joshua, though he was a military, the military leader, he was also the spiritual leader over the congregation of God. It was a theocratic rule leading under the rule of God. Now watch this. In verse 10 and 11, it says, then Joshua, chapter 2, Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the camp and command the people, saying, prepare provisions for yourself for within three days. Say three days. Three days. I didn't hear you. Say three days. three days. You will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord is giving you to possess. Watch the order. Watch God's order. He gives the vision for, the, for, the, for direction to the singular leader, to Joshua. Joshua communicates the vision to the leaders of the ten tribes. And he says, go and tell the people. And guess what they did? They went and told the people. So Joshua to the leaders, from the leaders to the people. He says, when this order is respected, when th- this is not about Recognition or ego tripping. Who did this? And whose name gonna no no no? This is about God's order. God blesses his order. The pastor, the leaders, the elders, and the people heard. And the Bible says, a house that is divided cannot stand. So here it's the order. So we're gonna get this thing done. God's order has to be respected, God's order has to be honored. Joshua gave the command. And the people got the instructions from the leaders who received the instructions from Joshua. And the vision was continued in terms of the future progress of what God was going to do. Somebody say amen. 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 Vision requires that everybody does their part. Everybody, every part is important. And so there's not this. We're not trying to distinguish anybody. We're simply saying that you have to have a vision. Then you can run with it after it's been written down and it's been communicated, and it will come to pass. But there's an order. It requires everybody to do their part. Everybody's parts matters. And as I've already said, a house that is divided will not stand. And so God, sometimes he's delaying to make sure that we are responding and respecting his order. We have to respect the order of God. This is the way it was done in the Word of God. Amen. Now watch this. So you gotta res- you, you, you have to uh, you have to follow God's ordained order. When God when we're doing it different, the world don't do it like that. The world's trying to be who's going to be get credit, who's going to have the degrees, who's going to have the biggest parking spot. Who's gonna, no no no, that, no 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 no. The Bible says the greatest among you will be the servant of all. Now watch this. You must be patient when God is doing a new thing. The Bible says they got to the place where Joshua told them to go through the the leadership, and they waited for three days. They waited for three days. I don't know about you. Some of us don't want to wait three seconds. We've been waiting for two and a half years. And so they, but they waited. Somebody said, they that wait upon the Lord. So now we're, we're we're, we're waiting for God to give us the next order even though he's already promised that the land is ours. You must be purposeful in your waiting. Be patient. Follow God's order. Be purposeful. Listen to what the scripture says. It says, look for God. Here is it. In terms of being purposeful, look for God to show up and show out as we're waiting. When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bringing it, bearing it, it says, Then you will know, as you're maintaining your distance, which way you should go. Now, the ark represented symbolically the presence of God. The ark physically represented the supernatural spiritual presence of God. And so we need to, as we are believing God to bridge the gap, we need to be purposeful. I want to see God manifesting himself. When all of this is done, we're going to see that it was nobody but God who did this. So when you see the presence of the Lord, I don't know about you, but when I come to church, I come to experience the presence of God. I come to see the ark of the covenant of God, the presence, the spirit of God. The Bible says that God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And how do you worship him in spirit and truth? He says, for as many as are led by the spirit, they are the sons and the daughters of God. So what I want to do, I want to be purposeful as we're moving towards bridging this gap. I want to see the hand of God at work when you see God move some of us wouldn't know God was moving if he slapped us in the head if you pay attention and you learn how to allow the fruit of the spirit to be activated in your life you will begin to see God is not just involved when the Red Sea is parted, not just involved when the sun is called to stand still but the, the God of the Bible says I cause all things He's involved in everything. You just haven't seen it because you lack the spiritual sensitivity to recognize what God is doing in the spirit realm. You need to be purposeful. Watch for the presence of God. Oh, hallelujah. That's why you can be sitting in church and just listening. All of a sudden, oh, the presence of God. Here's what happened to me last night. I'm here working on this. You must be prepared to move. When God say move, I was sitting in the room and it was when the ark moves, when when God moves, the church needs to be so situated and, 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 and willing to adjust and stop whatever we're doing that we are prepared to do to change on a dime. When I heard, when I got that in my spirit, prepared, prepared. And I asked myself, am I prepared to do what, God, could you stop me from preparing right now what I want to do and, and, and change my mind to do what you want me to do? We need to be prepared. Are you prepared for the move of God in your life? Are you expecting him to do something? Are you looking forward even in the midst of what we're going through right now? For God to show, we're almost done. You must put on the helmet of faith to get to where you've never been. He said, we're going across the Jordan, and where we are going, you've never been there before. So to get to where you haven't been before, you're going to have to trust God in the process to do things that you would not otherwise do, especially in the area of giving. I know I've made up my mind about trying to get retired and have some money and be have something saying, I ain't touching this. This is for my wife and I. They're going to make sure, and what we're making sure ain't much and nothing, but it's a little something. And the Lord said, are you prepared? I'm moving here. I, I, got, a, I got a gap here, and I want to I get you across this goal line, but, but are you watching the ark? Are you watching my move? Are you watching your bank account? Are, are you watching your plans? Are you unwilling, to, are you willing to tell, go, go get him Jesus, go get him pastor, go get him deacons, go get him elder, but are you prepared with the move of God as he is working and speaking in your heart about what you need to do to get us over this Jordan? That's going to take faith for you to go and make a sacrifice. Somebody say Amen. It's going, to take, it's going to take faith for you to take away from something that you put away for your vacation, for that new dress or that new thing. Sometimes when God may say in terms of being prepared to move, to get to what I have for you, you've got to be willing and ready to, to make a sacrifice. That's going to take faith because by sight, you ain't going to see it. No, no, no. That's why when I decide i want to do something, I'm rolling because if I get a chance to think about it, The, the, Lord, the Lord may say something different. At least my flesh will say, the Lord said. <laughs> Here's the final thing. You must purify yourself to experience a different thing that God wants to do. God is not going to bless our church if there's sin in our events. If there's sin in your personal life. God may be holding back the blessing that he wants to give us because he said to the people, consecrate Purify yourself because God is getting ready to do the miraculous. But until you consecrate yourself, you may be prepared. You may be purposefully looking. You may have put on the helmet of faith and you may be following the leader. But if you have personal sin in your life, you're not going to be able to hear from God. Everybody else will be moving towards the Jordan. You'll be still camping out. Are there things? I'm saying for the next at least give yourself 28 days. Whatever you're doing that you shouldn't be doing, I want you to fast from that sin. Maybe, you, maybe your issue is, I ain't lusting, I ain't stealing, I don't gamble, but don't you, are you unforgiving? Are you controlled by a spirit of fear? Have you been stealing from God? We're talking about a sacrificial gift. You ain't never gave a tithe. He said, consecrate. You want God. Give me a husband. I just want to get married. I'd love to have children. And you ain't giving God a nickel. But guess what? Everybody ties. God gets it one way or another. You wonder why you can't sleep at night? You haven't tied. God said, I'll, 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 I'll withdraw through your sleep. <laughs> you must purify yourself. Are you willing to step aside from those things in your life? that have been standing between you and God, I don't know how long, but the Lord said, we've never been this way before, but to get to where we're going, we all need to set aside sin in our life. Set aside pride and competition. Looking at each other in a shady way. Yeah, I know you got it. No, no, no. For the next 28 days, we got from from today to the 31st, Don't allow your sin. The Bible says we touch and agree on anything on earth, God will release it in heaven. But the releasing in heaven is dependent upon if you have an ought against your brother or your sister. If you haven't dealt with that, the Lord says that he's going to have to deal with us through chastisement. And we can't touch and agree because we are in disagreement. Whoever you're holding a grudge against. Whoever God has put in your heart that you should call and apologize to. Stop waiting for them to apologize. Stop waiting for them. uh, You they just need to know what I've done and how I, no, 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 no. You need to call them because your failure to do, there may be somebody in your family that you haven't witnessed to, and God may be holding up our blessing because you ain't sharing Jesus. Or you shout in church, but you ain't shouting away from church. Isaiah said, I got a foul mouth. I ain't supposed to be here. If you've been cussing for the next 30 days, no more cussing. There's a moratorium on cussing. Now, how do you do what you've never done before when it involves building a house for God? Here's some things quickly. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 35, the first thing you can do is ask for help. Before the people left Egypt, Moses said, go to the Egyptians. And ask them for money, ask them for jewelry. And the Bible says they were so glad to see the Israelites leave. They said, please take it all, please. So, the first thing that you can do to build Bridges Gap is ask for help. Do you know people that would be willing to bless your church because they know you? Pray for favor. Verse 36 of Exodus chapter 12, the Bible says, and and God gave them favor with the Egyptians. If you have favor, you got money. If you got favor, you got help. If you got favor, you got a job. If you got favor, you got a good man. Just pray for favor, Lord. Give me favor. Even with your enemies, he said, I'll make them your footstool. Ask for help. Pray for favor. And here's the one that I like. Give freely and sacrificially according to how God has blessed you. Listen to uh, uh, Exodus. Says, this is talking about building the temple for God. Here's what happened. The Bible says, then they received from Moses all of the offering. The Israelites, say all of the offering. The Israelites had brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary. And, and the people continued to bring free will offerings morning and night it was free will it's not it's not equal giving but it's equal sacrifice i don't know what god will tell you to do but whatever he tells you to do you should do it but it will be a sacrifice it won't be something that's easy for you give more than what is needed watch this in Exodus chapter 36, verses 4 through five. So all the skilled workers who were doing all of the work in the sanctuary left what they were doing, and they said to Moses, "The people are bringing more than enough for doing the work of the Lord, the Lord that has commanded more than enough." I called the bread, and I told him what we were trying to do, and he started praying for what we, what God is going to do. He said,. I, he, I'm, I'm thinking, $100,000 is crazy. He said, "Lord, I pray that you would give them more than more than they're praying for." And so, don't just think about. We, we still got more ways to go than $100,000. Pray that God that you will give more than enough until God tells you to stop. Don't stop. Couple, of amen. Praise the Lord. We almost finished. One more. Let the Holy Spirit lead. Somebody said, "Let the Holy Spirit lead." The people had to be forced to stop giving. Wouldn't that be interesting, Pastor, no no offering for the next month? Listen at this. Then Moses gave an order, and they sent this word throughout the camp. No man or woman is to make anything else as an offering for the sanctuary, and so the people were restrained from bringing more because they had already had more than enough to do the work. How about that? Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Stand with me. This is different. Somebody said this is different. When the Lord placed on my heart to learn more about the Bible, I did not even know what a seminary was. And somebody had to explain to me that it wasn't a cemetery. <laughs> and then they recommended that I go to Dallas Seminary. At that time, it was the best seminary in the world. I didn't know that. I didn't know you had to take three years of Greek and two years of Hebrew. I wish I had known that. Once I agreed to submit the application, I did know this. I couldn't afford it. It The tuition might as well have been a million dollars. I had already finished my undergrad. Now I'm going to a four-year master's program. But God did something different. Come on. 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 A white man named Herman Miller, the guy who makes these chairs and the modules that our offices are in, he committed himself to pay for any minority student that was underprivileged that could demonstrate that they needed money that he going to pay their full tuition for years. All I had to do was maintain a grade point average. He didn't know me. I did not know him. But he was willing to cross the Jordan To get to what God had promised, and one of the things that God had promised is that when we sow the seed of discipleship, that it will be multiplied, and the kingdom of God will be forwarded. Now, my tuition is paid, but somebody got to pay for my books. Here comes black Christians on the Pittsburgh Steelers in Dallas, Texas, and you know they don't like the cowboys. (laughs) But most of my textbooks were paid for by Christians from the when the when the when Steelers were good, with Art Shell and Mean Joe Green. My books were paid for. Now I had to pay for my room and board, I had to work. But when I left seminary, I did not owe a time. How could that happen? God did something different. These men and these believers were willing to commit themselves to obeying the Lord to sow financial seeds. And because of that, I stand before you as your pastor. I stand before you as the one that God has used to help you to mature in the Lord. If it had not been for their sacrifice, I wouldn't be here today. I would not be here today. There's a sacrifice that God is calling all of us to make, and the seed that you are sowing may be the one that births the next Pastor Benson, that births the next Christian president, that saves somebody from committing suicide, that saves someone. I just. Stood over the bedside of a transgender male, 28 years old, attempted suicide five times. And the last time he told his father he was going to do it, his father watched him die. For, for, he ought to be in jail. It changed my heart the way I think about these children who don't really know who they are. But somebody needs to take that stand and say, God can do something different here. The presence of New Direction Church represents what God can do. Will you stand? Will you help? We can build. And not only can we build, we will build it because we are bridging the gap through our sacrificial giving. Father, we thank you and we bless you. Somebody say, we bless you, Lord. We thank you, oh God, for your word, and we thank you for what you're going to do. In Christ's name, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. As you st-